podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and welcome back to another match preview. This week we're going to be taking a look at the second game of the season where Newcastle will be travelling down to the Amex and we'll be facing Brighton and Hove Albion. Uh, I'm Scott, I'm your host today and I am joined by Harry, Ian and Matt. Uh, Harry, I'll come to you first, mate. How are you? I'm all right. A bit too hot, but I'm all right. Yes, it is a very warm, warm day today. Matt, are you enjoying the heat? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Love it. Just top up that tan, you know. Yes, we're all looking very tanned as well today. Ian, I'll uh, I'll, I'll ask you, mate, how are you doing? Uh, my very albino skin has been out the sun all day, and it's just ironic that you've put us between, hold on, which way that way, the two most tanned people on the channel. Um, and there's a reason I'm wearing a black T-shirt, so I don't have a repeat of the disaster where I nearly flashed every one of my sweatpits. But other than that, I'm really good. Good, 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 good. Yes, it's never, never a nice, never a nice scene for anybody that in. So <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> um, right before we get started, I just want to let everyone know about the sponsor for the match preview. Uh, the Gallagher Shots match preview is brought to you by Magpin. Magpin is the go-to site for high-quality, unofficial enamelled pin badges of Newcastle players, legends and retro kits. I think they're also doing uh, little postcards this season where you get one for each game which with a little illustration on, which looks quite nice. For more information, just visit magpinbadges.bigcartel.com. Uh, if you do like this content, uh, we do have a lot more coming up on the channel. We've obviously got the Always Smiling Faces podcast. We've got the Extra Time podcast. You've got these match previews. You've got the five things we learned, which uh, was a new thing that Chris tried this weekend, and I think we'll be doing another one next weekend as well. And we've also got the FPL show, uh, where Matt and Dan go over the game week uh, for the uh, coming FPL week, I suppose is how the best way to say it. Not really. Not really know what to say. Matt, how was your game week uh, this week? Oh, I had a bit of a shocker. Um, I say that was kind of average. Um, got a bit of catching up to do. I think I got 60 points. Um, so overall, not too bad. But I didn't have any City players. I didn't have anyone on the Sunday. So it was all kind of downhill from Saturday evening. Um, so yeah, never mind. Always next week. Watch me video. Okay, and Holland in. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. Should we get started, boys? So, like I said before, Newcastle United make their first away journey of the season all the way down to sunny, sunny Brighton to the Amex. Is it the Amex Arena, the Amex Stadium? Was it just called the Amex? We'll just call it the Amex. Amex, Amex Stadium, uh, is it? Yeah, we'll be facing Brighton and Hove Albion, if they still go by the Hove and Albion, but I'm pretty certain they do. Um, bit of a decent result for them last game, 2-1 against Manchester United. Uh, Harry? Thoughts on Brighton's performance last week and, and kind of thoughts on what we could be seeing next or this week? Uh, surprising, um, but albeit a very poor Manchester United uh, team, I suppose. Um, but Brighton did look good. You, you, you can't knock the performance whatsoever. 
I only caught a glimpse of it uh, on match of the day. And from what I did see, they do look dangerous and quite threatening, to be honest. And seem on the ball, especially in the midfield, which Nottingham Forest weren't, they look a lot stronger. So it'll be an interesting task that we've, we've got coming up, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think if you look at the stats of the game, it almost tells a different story. Man, you had 67% of possession, more shots, more shots on target, better pass accuracy, more passes. You'd think that Man, you would run away with it, but it looks like, and I haven't, I didn't actually see much of the day or anything, uh, but it looks like Brighton got two goals in space of 10 minutes and maybe shut up shop a little bit if you look at the numbers. Uh, Ian, did you catch any of the uh, highlights on the Brighton game? Um, seen ooh, just as Brighton scored the first up until half time. Um, I thought they looked very, very good on the break, which I think is something that we'll have to to be careful of. Um, there was a couple of times um, I thought we, especially in the midfield area, when we're commi- I can't remember if we had scored at this point, but we're committing quite a lot of uh, players forward, and I thought we were quite susceptible to to getting caught out. But I think um, I think a, a better opponent will probably take advantage of that. So. Uh, to be honest, it's it, it's going to look like quite a quite a close game. It's always it's always sort of the odd goal that wins it um, and ties mm. against Brighton. So it'll be interesting to see how both teams line up. So looking at the possession uh, from last week's game against uh, Man U, Brighton only had thirty seven percent. So it kind of looked like they sat off the ball a little bit, and maybe he's asked for Man U to bring it to them. Uh, Matt, do you think we'll see a similar approach this week, or do you think Brighton will be a bit more outgoing? Given you know. If you look at it on paper, we may be a lesser opponent than Man U in terms of names on names on team sheets. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, and I think a Brighton of the past might have, like over past seasons, would probably look to control the ball a bit more and, and have the possession. And they've done that typically against us before. I mean, if you look at the, the results we've had previously, we've been absolutely hammered by them. But I think that's previously because we've been well organised and we've come up against a very well-organised team. Um, Graham Potter's a fantastic manager. So this time round, it'll be interesting to see how they play it. I don't know whether they might try and kind of get an early goal like they did last time and just see what we can do with the ball, similar to what they did against Man United. Um, or they might try and feel comfortable controlling, controlling possession. Um, it could either it could go either way, uh, to be honest. I was quite amazed at their formation and everything like that. Like, I just don't know what to expect from them, really, uh, which is kind of concerning. Yeah, it was a it was a three 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 yeah, three 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 one something like that. Yeah, three, three, very yeah. strange, their, very unorthodox. Their midfield three are like seem to protect the back three, but I don't know whether. They'll be conscious of our our width because if you give yeah. Saint Maximin and Almiron space on them flanks, then we might get some joy. But we'll, we'll we'll see. Yeah, and you know we were getting a bit of joy at this on at the last game. Um, and like I say, if Brighton do approach this game the same way with that same formation, there is an opportunity for Saint Maximin and Miguel Almiron if they start to maybe get a bit of joy on the flanks. Uh, Ian, were you impressed with our width? On uh, on Saturday, I was yeah. It was um, it's something that we don't really, or personally, haven't seen a lot of. I haven't seen a lot of in in the last few seasons. I think that game, um, 
it was all coming from wide. Uh, we're getting in really good positions. We're putting in really good balls as well for Wilson. It was, I just felt he was, particularly the first half, I thought he was a little bit off pace. He wasn't sort of cutting across his man into the front post where he's, he's most dangerous. But um, I was I was very, very impressed. I'm, I'm quite a critic of, of St. Maximum. But I thought that's probably been one of the, the best games he's played for in terms of he's he does what he he was doing best, but he was also incorporating um, the right cross, the right pass. He was linking up play really well. So, and then Miggy as well um, done really well on the, the other hand side. So, obviously, if Brighton line up the same way, the the sort of just crowd the middle, it, it does obviously expose the wings. But um, yeah. I definitely don't think it's going to be as as easy as it was on on Saturday. So we'll we'll come to the lineup in just a minute, but I do want to focus on. One Newcastle player, um, an ex-Brighton player, and that is Dan Byrne. Um, Harry, what sort of reception do you think Dan Byrne will get if he starts? Obviously, we had the big debate last week about it be him or Botman. Um, and to be fair, him and Shaw did very, very well at the weekend. Do you think Eddie Howe sticks with his guns? And, and if so, how does Dan Byrne fare against his old club? Um, I think he does start. There's no reason to drop him. Um, and I think that'll be the case for a while, to be honest. Um, with, I suppose, with his reception, I think it'll be more kind of like pantomime booze because I think he was a good servant for the club. Uh, he did a lot for them. And when he joined us, there was a lot of Brighton fans on Twitter saying how fantastic he is and wishing him well. So, yeah, I, I think he should start. He played very, very well against Forest, so be like not that much threat from them. Um, but he did play well. Um, there was once where I remember against Benfica for one of their goals, he got done on the outside just from pure pace. And that happened again against Forrest, but he kind of almost changed his direction of run to make sure it didn't happen again. And I just love to say that, to be honest, I think that's probably what he misses out on a little bit. He's fast, but he's not as agile as you'd want a kind of a centre-half to be. But I think he has to start. Um, don't get us wrong, I'd love to see Botman play. Um, but the way Eddie Howe is and what it seems to be with his kind of how he treats his players, I think there's no reason to drop him. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. Um, obviously, the the team selection uh, is going to be a tough one in certain areas. I think for the entire season, given the personnel that we have and them being so closely linked, um, there is one other person who left Brighton for Newcastle, um, and that is Dan Ashworth, uh, our new sporting director, is he or football director? Um, <coughs> with Obviously, us taking Dan Byrne and then Dan Ashworth as well. We seem like the dance from Brighton. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, what do you think of the the atmosphere is going to be towards Newcastle? It'll be hostile in any way. You know, we've we've essentially taken one of their prized assets in their in their director of football that they had, or their uh, sporting director. Uh, do you think there'll be any animosity towards that? I think potentially, yeah, but. Like, I think the phrase Harry used before was, like, pantomime booing. I don't think, no disrespect to Brighton, but I think, I don't think they've got it in them to have that much of a fury about them as a fan base. It might just be a bit of, like, angry fist waving and, like, do you know what I mean? It's not going to be as as, as rough and ready as, as what you might see elsewhere. Um, just a few, like, phantom boos in, from the back. Uh, but, yeah. I'd like to. I'd like to think Dan Byrne would get a bit of respect as well. Like, like just to touch on that one, 
uh, he's, he was he was a great servant for them and didn't really leave in the worst circumstances. And if I was a Brighton fan, like you've got to look at it and think the reasons why Dan Ashworth went. Like you can't just sit there and be upset about it. He's moved on to more money and arguably a, a, a better project. So can't really blame the guy, sadly. He'll, he'll also have a very nice garden, given the amount of garden and leave he hmm. was on. Um, be given, uh, given some uh, Alan Titchmarsh and, and all that to run for the money, I think, with how much garden and leave that they made him have. Um, Ian, your thoughts on, on the Brighton fan base kind of being against us almost in terms of, of, of what we've kind of done to them in the in the summer. Um, do you think it'll be just water off a duck's back or do you think there will be um you know anything? I don't think I don't think it'll be like like what um Matt was saying in terms of like absolute fury and, and hatred. But if you look at where we were in the championship and where they are, we've we've almost sort of been on par with each other. Obviously we were both fighting for the, the championship title. We've come up and had fairly similar seasons. I think Brighton have, have held their own in the Premier League, to be honest. I think they're, they're a pretty well-established club now. And obviously, Dan uh, Dan Ashworth was part of that in terms of his player recruitment. Um, so it has weakened, a, let's say, a rival club. But I'd, like I say, I don't think it'll be um, absolute hatred towards her. Um, I, I agree with Matt. I, I just don't think that, they've, that they're like a ferocious fan base where... Um, that's no disrespect to any Brighton fans that may watch it. Um, I just, I just don't think it's it's as big of a deal as if if it was like a, a star player going to somewhere else um, and, and leaving on bad terms. I think everyone left on on pretty good terms. So I'd I'd yeah. like to hope that um, they'd, they'd get a fairly good reception. But obviously, it's a it's a rival team coming to to their home ground, so they're not going to just sit and applaud with. So you would expect some some boos and, and things like that, but nothing nothing too bad, I would hope. No, no, I, I tend to agree. Um, obviously, there is also a third person that we took from Brighton, which kind of gets forgotten. It I can't remember his, his first name, but it was Eddie Howe's cousin or or nephew or something. He was one of the scouts at Brighton. And he now is joined with. Uh, I don't. I don't think he's called Dan. It's definitely not Dan Howe. <laughs> but it's uh, it, it was Eddie Howe, Eddie Howe's family member. I think it's like an in-law. But he was on the scouting team, and he joined us. I think even before uh, Dan Byrne signed for us. But I do remember that, and he came from Brighton. Whether he was working for Brighton at the time, I'm not 100 percent on. But he was definitely of that kind of caliber, and and, and from that uh, from that from that creed. One more thing I want to touch on uh, before we get into the game and, and actually what, we're, what what our predictions will be. Obviously, we're all aware of the heat that's going on at the moment and it's only going to get hotter this weekend. Uh, we're looking at potentially 35, 36 degrees in Brighton on the south coast. Harry, do you think that's going to have an effect on performance? Do you think it could potentially be... You know, an issue to some of our players, uh, or do you think it'll it'll be absolutely fine? No, we had we had warm weather training. To be fair, maybe not as warm as as Brighton's going to be, as hot as it's going to be. Um, I think you will get your kind of I don't know if it is mandatory, but I think you'll get your kind of your twenty two minutes kind of water break and and things like that for the players because it is hot. Like thirty five degrees is hot. You leave the house like I remember the heat wave, and it's like right, that's too hot to even move. So. They'll be, they will be struggling. I think we will struggle with how humid is it is, uh, how humid, it, how humid it is as well. 
Um, but yeah, I think they'll be all right. The professional athletes um, get some water down them. Be all right. Do you do you think possibly Matt that Eddie Howell capitalise a bit more on the five substitutes given? You know the conditions that could potentially affect us. Do you think we'll see a bit more? Because I, I feel in the last game he held off a bit before making his subs, and you felt like he could have possibly made one or two a bit earlier. Um, obviously, fitness is still a thing. Cause it's it's first few games of the season. We're still not everyone's one hundred percent. But uh, do you think he's going to utilize that to his full potential? Yeah, I mean he's, he's got to. If players start looking leggy, I'm, I'm sure he'll start making the subs. Um, I think the thing is with with the weather and, and stuff like that, you've, you've got to remember it affects both teams. So it's not just going to affect us. They'll be feeling the exact same way. Um, so it's kind of a an, an, a non and like it, it doesn't really matter. Both teams are going to be tired. Um, hopefully, when it comes down to the possession and who's chasing after the ball, hopefully we'll be the one with the ball making bright and work with work for it and and make that work for our advantage. Because if it's the other way around. That's when you'll hope. Well, that that's when you'll probably see 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 your struggle a little bit, and, and get a bit leggy. So it was announced earlier this week that due to a clash of kits, Newcastle cannot wear their home away or third kit against Brighton, uh, and we're having to go for the the previously leaked and previously unreleased up until today. Uh, warm-up shirt. So I've got some pictures that I'm going to put up, put, put up on screen. So first of all, uh, there is the home and, well, both the home kits actually uh, for, for Brighton and for Newcastle. Obviously, from my perspective, it is stripes uh, and they are quite close colours in terms of, and I was doing a bit of geeky research on this earlier, the colourblind spectrum. Um, there are certain spectrums of color blindness where people see blacks as blues and blues as black so i personally get why we can't wear our home kit um you know blacks to reds maybe when we play southampton or you know fingers crossed sunderland in a cup is is okay because it's not part of the spectrums that i was looking at and there may be some so you know i'm not claiming to be a colorblind expert at all here but there is some spectrums where black and blue are too similar so that it's on there um, we'll take a look at the third kit because to me that is one where we should really be able to wear that. Um, Ian, I know you had a few thoughts on this in our group chat. Um, <clears throat> what's your what's your feelings on this third kit and it being a clash? The only thing I can think of, and I can't recall from Sunday's game when I watched it, is what the back of Brighton shirt looks like. Um, I don't know if it's solid white or it replicates what's on the front. Um, I can't remember. That's the only thing that I can think of. Because if it's a solid white back, obviously our kit's all white. Um, but looking at those there, if like I say, if it mirrors on the back what it does on the front, or even if it's blue on the back, there's blue on the back. Um, there's literally no reason for it to to be um, to not be used. Especially, I think we have green shorts with that one. Um, and I'm fairly certain Brighton yeah, wear it's, white it's the same shorts. Green as so. the trim. So it's it's for me. I don't see it. Someone I've seen a very good point on Twitter as well. Um, although looking at Brighton's kit, there I kind of see why the blue kit that we had in the Championship with the gold band across the middle isn't too dissimilar from yeah. the colours that we've got on the, the second or the third kit or whatever it is. 
this way, but I see the point there's a lot more blue on Brighton, so I can see why the blue one's not being used. But looking at that, I really can't understand why why it's it's not allowed to be used. Yeah, and, and again, um, like I said, when I was doing my little bit of research, there was greens into blues was also a thing, but I don't think there's enough green on our shirt to no. to even notice notice that. Um but the shirt we're going to be using is this one. It is the um the new warm-up shirt, although it will have Premier League branding and I think the Noom logo is going to be on it for this weekend. Um Harry, what are your thoughts on this new top? Um am I allowed to speak the truth? <laughs> um, so I I really don't like it. I think it's horrific. Um I'd be all right with it if there wasn't so much going on in the front. Um the colour of blue looks like like a nana blue, like it's, it's horrible. Um kinda of like do you know like like the kind of nurses wear in care homes and that looks like one of them. A nana blue. Um, like a nana blue. I don't know what he means. <laughs> the best way I can explain it. Nana like like blue, nana jackets from Marks and Spencers. Yeah, not even Marks and Spencers from like Bargain Bin, but like it's it's horrific. Like I I, I don't get I, I get the hype around it because it's like well, hey it's got St James's Park on it three times, but it's got like all these things on it and like da da. But uh, no, it's it's disgusting. But I know I think apparently it's sold out. So um, there's people that do like it. So if you do have it, I respect your opinion. But uh, yeah, it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently we're going to wear this with black shorts and black socks, uh, Matt. I'm going to assume they're going to be the home shorts. And um, we're just changing the top. Um, although there's no black on this top, from what I can see. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? I just think it's all really ridiculous. Um, like absolutely balmy. There was nothing wrong with the first two. Um, to then kind of almost punish her by making her go out and play in that. We might as well just like give them a two goal advantage as well while we're at it. Um, it's just it's it's a shame. Obviously, it's nice for Castor because they get to make a bit more money from it, I suppose. Um, especially at fifty five quid a time, or whatever it was. Um, and I, I guess we'll talk about that as well with the pricing. Um, but yeah, I just think it, it's a bit of a, a sorry state of affairs if because of like a slight colour similarity, we've got to like run out in a in what is ultimately a training top. Yeah. Ian, I know you're quite a fan of this little top, so let's, well, let's, let's turn to you. So, I liked it, but looking and like proper, what's the word? Inspecting it, like like every like I've just done for the past five minutes. There, um, I like I just like the the part that I like is the the top the 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 top Saint James Park because I know there's about four or something on there where it's just like yeah. a very faint silhouette, and then obviously it fades to blue. I don't, as well, looking at it, the Tyne Bridge, for me, obviously, is sort of growing up in Newcastle, is is like the prominent thing. But the, the Tyne Bridge not really prominent on there. It's the Millennium Bridge. Um, knowing Castor's uh, track record with kits as well, you'll probably find that it's going to be the Swing Bridge on there in Kingston Park as opposed to St. James's Park and the Tyne and the Millennium Bridges. Um, if... Uh, if the bottom part of St. James's Park was cut off and it was just like that upwards, 
then it would be unreal. But the more I look at it, the more I'm yeah, the more I'm finding fault with it. I do like the colours though. I do like the sort of like mint green and navy blue. I think that's a nice colour combination. But um, it's all right. I was going to get it for the Litlin, but probably not. Um, I wouldn't purchase it because I have a if you get him that. But he loves it because he he loves it because it's well, it's not similar, but it's like the same concept as the the sunset kit, and he absolutely yeah. loves that one. Um, it's a nice idea, and I sort of it makes it unique rather than just sort of a standard one. But look, actually inspecting it, I think there's a it could have been executed a lot better. Do you think there's four St. James's Parks on it because they're worried three of them will peel off by the time it comes? Quite potentially. <laughs> like backup SJPs. <laughs> Quite potentially. Yeah, they're pretty horrific, like, aren't they? But that, that's not what we're here for. That's not what we're here for. <laughs> so I I was in two minds of this top personally, and it was okay, but like like Ian said, the more I've looked at it and the more I've looked at what's on it, the less I'm liking it. And what really tipped it for me was somebody on Twitter posted a picture of it with the Queen's head at the top of it <laughs> and the Bank of England going up the side, and it looks like an old £5 note. Um, and that's ruined it, and that's all I can now see. It's just an old fiver, um, which it's really, yeah, it's, it's really ruined it for me. but. If we end up getting a decent result in this top, it could be one of those omens where people are like, well, we'll bring it back. We'll get it, we'll put it on for another another one. My feelings around the kit, kit clashes, though, why don't we just wear one of the goalkeeper tops? Because they're not tied anymore like orange, in the it? early 90s. The, well, the away one's bright orange. The blue one's a tealy... Uh, the home one's like a teal green colour. It, it's not uh, too dissimilar from... The third one's uh, yellow. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah. like the tops there, like why couldn't we just use one of those? The gold Unless there's top. some crazy rule or law that we don't know about. Which, again, I was trying to find what the laws are on kit clashes. There aren't any. The only thing is that it has to be distinguishable for the officials, distinguishable for the players, and distinguishable for anyone. Which is why I think the colorblind thing plays a big part in this because it's that last line of anybody watching the match has to be able to distinguish between the two teams. Open people don't have black and white TVs, uh, which I don't think anyone really does anymore, especially not if they're uh, tuning into Sky to watch the match or whatever it's on this weekend. Um, is it even on telly? I don't think it is. is it? No, it's uh, no, no, the no, old illegal streams. I, I get it with uh, with our uh, with via play that we have in the Netherlands 10 uh, 13 euro a month. I pay, I get every single Premier League game, so uh, only downside is the commentary's in Dutch and I don't speak a word of it, but we're digressing. <laughs> Let's move on to the lineup. Ian, I'm going to come to you first on this one. Um, do you envision any changes at all, or do you think it's business as usual? Um, yeah, asked us what the lineup would be last week, and I got it completely wrong, uh, which is why I'm not a football manager. Um, I think, though, given on sort of what Eddie Howe's come out and said in his comments surrounding why he hadn't started Botman. Um, I think you'll probably see the exact same starting eleven. Um, I kind of get it as well, although I feel Botman has the potential or already is a, as a probably a best best centre half. I think it's not doing the group any good to not reward them for for the performances. 
Um, so basically, it's a it's a case of what I was saying. Sort of the, the back end of last season, you don't change it unless don't fix what what's the same. You don't fix what's not broken. Is that, is that the same? If it isn't broke, don't fix it. That's it. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, I tell you, I'm, I'm still rusty. It's only been a week back. I, think I'm but, a <laughs> I would say um, say the same team. What I was surprised at, although at the same time I completely understand why, was how Pope walked into the walked into the side. I get that he's obviously he's been signed to be a number one, but I thought personally, I, in my opinion, I don't think there's much much distinction between the quality of Pope and Dubravka. But um, again, that's why I'm sitting in my mum's caravan and I'm not managing Newcastle United. I think for me with Pope. Um, Dubravka did pick up a, a little injury, didn't mm-hmm. he, at the end, towards the end of preseason? So maybe he's not a hundred percent, and that's why Paul got the nod against Dubravka. We just don't know. We don't know what's gone on there. But at the end of the day, he kept a clean shirt. He did. He did pretty well. Um, Matt, are you expecting any changes to the Newcastle lineup at all? Have you made any changes to your fantasy football based on what you think the Newcastle lineup is going to be? Because you had a couple of Newcastle players, didn't you? I did. I had Trippier and Wilson, which both obviously did really well for me at the weekend. Um, Ultimately, though, I don't think Powell will change anything. I think he's pretty much not changed a winning team previously, hasn't he? Like the back end of last, last season, he, he kept things as, as, as similar as he could, really. It wasn't until we had an injury where he, he brought in Bruno. So I think it'll be the same with Botman. As soon as we either concede a bucket load or share Getty's inevitable injury, um, or, or burn, whatever, I think that's when he'll be introduced. Um, so, yeah, un- unchanged for me. Unchanged. Harry, do you agree? Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's, he's proven, how's kind of proven that's what he does. If players play well, he's always kind of said it as well in, in his conferences and things. They've got this place in the team. Um, I think the pressure from Botman himself might get a bit intense because he's saying he wants to get into the World Cup squad. Um, if he's not playing, it's not going to happen. If he's coming on 88 minutes or whatever it was, it's just not going to happen. I think it's the same reason possibly why Pope's in the squad, to be honest. He's been signed possibly with promises of saying, we'll help you get to where you want to be. And he wants to be the number one for England. Um, if you start Dubravka, you're just literally waiting for, like you said, the same as with Botman, you're waiting for to concede loads of goals or, or whatever it may be for him to come in. Um, but I don't think he will change it. I think the, the style of play will be different, though. Um, there was a few times that I felt against Nottingham Forest who was stretched so far and we got caught out quite a few times, really. But they were they were that poor that they weren't able to kind of capitalise on it. Um, Brighton scored both their goals kind of from a position of, of a counter-attack. So um, I think the style of play will change. Uh, Trippier is probably going to hold back a little bit more because, um, I mean, he, him and Amir are almost next to each other for, for the majority of the game. And yeah. even Target was, was up the pitch, which is... Uh, kind of unheard of for him he's not the most attacking fullback um so yeah i think a few things will change um in, in terms of the way the style of play uh but but, but the way the team uh, is going to line up exactly the same yeah i agree as well i think uh how is not the manager to change a winning formula uh like i said we saw last year with bruno and in, in not being able to get in that midfield three i think it's going to be an interesting game um and i think now is a good time as ever to move on to our uh, predictions. 
So I'm not catching you off guard this week. I did give you a heads up in the, in the mm -hmm. chat that we have, so you know what to do predictions this week, Ian. Um, I'll come to you first, mate. Uh, what is your prediction for this game? Ooh, I think based on the games that I've seen, obviously, us against Forest and how Brighton done against Man U, plus how the games usually go, I'm going to go for a conservative 1-1 draw. Very boring. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be very cagey. I think I think both teams will be very similar in terms of they'll try and control the game, um, and then once the possession's turned over, they'll try and spring on the the counter. I think that's how both teams will try and play. Um, so yeah, I'm going one one draw. That's our first predicted draw of the season. Can I just say though, um, I was spot yeah. on with my Forest prediction. I said 2-0. He did say 2-0. Did you? Yes. I did, I. The Ben said 4-3. I thought 4-3 when I was thinking back, but yeah, it was the Ben. Then he shouted at us the next day because he went, no, I changed my mind and told you it was 3-1. I was like, oh, yeah, he did actually. <laughs> but he was wrong anyways. I was right. Has he got a prediction for this week? Um, he hasn't. He's actually he's going on holiday. Um, so yeah. I'm not saying for it. He'll not get Joey's predictions for a good couple of weeks. Unfortunately, we'll look forward to the money comes back. Matt, what's your prediction, mate? Um, very similar to Ian. I think it's going to be um, a very, very, uh, it's very unpredictable, really, in terms of the way we're going to play. I think I mentioned the three-three-three-one formation. I can't really tell what Brighton are going to do. Um, however, what gives us hope is the fact that you look at what the team that started against Man United, and there's no real world beaters in that team. There's nobody who you would point at and say, I'm terrified of them. Um, however, we know they can score. We know they're dangerous. They've played a lot of through balls against Man United. Uh, they tend to do that quite a lot. Um, looking at the bookies odds as well, um, for those who care, it's 33% chance of a clean sheet for Brighton and 28% for us. So neither are fancying a clean sheet for, for, for either team. Uh, so, I think it'll be close. I'm imagine more towards a two-one win. Um, in in the last few minutes, hot day, Brighton start to get a bit leggy. Callum Wilson back post, two-one win. Okay. Um, and Harry, we'll come to you for your prediction. Um, one-nil. I guess straight at the point. I think it will just be one-nil. Um, I think something that we haven't touched on is Graham Potter. Um, he's a very, very good manager. He seems very good with his tactics uh, and how he sets his teams up. Um, so I think from thinking of how we play against Forest, uh, they had a lot of men behind the ball. I imagine Brighton well as well. I imagine we well as well. And I think it will be a very cagey affair, same as the way kind of Ian said, I suppose, uh, both trying to control the game. But 1-0, I think it'll just be cheeky. It'll just take a while to kind of get into the swing of things. It's still only the second game. Um, and hopefully uh, we'll see Maxi get on the score sheet as well. I'd like to say that. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask you if you went a 1-0 win or defeat because you didn't specify mm -hmm. until he said Maxi's going ah, to score. So yes. unless you're hoping he's getting yeah, over, I'm guessing it's a 1-0 win. Excellent, OK. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I'm going to go 2-0. Um, I think I don't think Brighton have enough going forward to break down our defence. Um, I think that we'll potentially be too much for them in, in midfield as well, especially if they play this 3-3-3-1 formation like they did last week. 
but it does all depend on that, I think. I think they may go four at the back, um, just based on how we came out the gates last time. Um, it is their first home game, though, so they do have that going for them, um, which are probably why they're sticking to their guns in terms of the kit, as to we're, sti- we're wearing my home kit and we're not wearing my orange away kit, which would have solved all these problems and it wouldn't have even been a thing. But that's another conversation for another day. Yeah, so I'm going 2-0. Um, I think it'll be Wilson with a brace. Um, I think he'll put right some of his wrongs that he had in the first 60 minutes of that Forest game where he wasn't quite he wasn't quite up to speed with the balls coming into the box. He seemed to be a bit behind the pace, you know, on that six-yard line almost as opposed to inside that six-yard box to to put those little crosses in. Um, so, yeah, I think Callum Wilson will come good. Um, I know Matt will be rubbing his hands with that because he's still got him in his fantasy football team. So, uh, triple captain this week, if, uh, <laughs> if if you want. No, thank you. No, no, I'll stick to me, Harland, Harland captain. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for watching. If you do like this content, please consider hitting that subscribe button. And you can also hit the bell notification to be notified when new videos come live. Uh, and also, while you're down there, hit the little thumbs up button or the thumbs down button if you liked or didn't like this video. Um, it, again, costs you absolutely nothing to do that, but it feeds the algorithm of YouTube and helps this video find other Newcastle United fans or other fans of, of football in general uh, to get these videos, which is always a good thing. If you do want to throw a couple of quid our way, we do have a membership program as well. Uh, it's $2.99 a month or $4.99 a month. We have two tiers. Um, it's really down to what you want to pay on that one. There's no difference between the two tiers. That gets you early access to a lot of videos on the channel and also gets you access to the Gallagher Shots members-only Telegram group, which is currently an absolute um, flood of ITK, not ITK, transfer rumors, not transfer rumors, and also kit discussions. So it's a good little place to be at the moment. It's a bit of a battery drainer. Uh, if you if you keep your, your notifications turned on, but it's, it's a good group of people in there. I think it's 130 uh, people currently buzzing around that group, um, and it's always a good laugh. Thanks, boys. It's been a really good pleasure, apart from my connections. I do apologise if this is an absolute mess at the end of it, but my internet connections decided to be up and down like a fiddler's elbow. So um, we'll see what happens. Um, Matt, thanks to you. Thanks very much for having us. Ian, enjoy and enjoy your weekend. I'm sure I will. And Harry, thanks again for your presence as well. No worries. Thank you very much. I'm going to go bathe myself in a cold shower because I'm sweating. Well, on that note, uh, thanks again, everyone, for watching. Good luck to anyone traveling down at the weekend because I understand there's going to be some train issues. Uh, so, you know. Be careful with that. Also, take lots of water, as, uh, as 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 we should be telling people to do, because it's going to be a, a, a rather hot weekend. So uh, keep your fluids up. Um, obviously, pints don't count towards uh, towards those fluids, so you can drink as much of that as you want. Anyway, I'll, we'll see you all in the next one. Uh, have a good one. See you later.
Social Podcast Network.